Good morning, Wisconsin. This is Brett Healy, and welcome to another edition of the MacGyver Newsmaker podcast. There's been a lot of discussion here in Wisconsin and really across the country lately about vaping and e-cigarettes. There's currently a bill making its way through the Wisconsin legislature that would raise the legal age to purchase and use tobacco to 21. The bills SB 364 in the Senate and AB 422 in the Assembly have been introduced by Senator Markline and Representative Spiros. The bills had their first hearing last week. So we here at the MacGyver Newsmaker Podcast are so very lucky to have joining us today to talk about vaping, raising the age of 21, Jennifer Hunter, Senior Vice President for Corporate Citizenship for Altria. According to your bio, Jennifer, you're a proud graduate of UW-Madison and you started your career here in Wisconsin. I did, and uh, thank you for having me on the call today. Um, I did graduate from um, Wisconsin. I won't tell you what year that was, um, but I I spent... um, six years uh, in Wisconsin, and I'm very excited to have the opportunity uh, to talk about this important measure that really can help address the, the youth vaping issue. Well, thank you for taking the time to, uh, to spend some, uh, some time with us and uh, talking about this issue f- further, and uh, welcome back to Wisconsin. I guess this is sort of a home- homecoming for you. But why don't you describe for our listeners the 21 proposal? Sure, I'm happy to. Um, What we are um, trying to do is really um, move quickly to try to address what are very high rates, unacceptable rates of um, youth uh, vaping and um, increasing the minimum age of purchase from 18 to 21 is a strategy that we've been supporting since the beginning of this year. Um, We think it is one of the most significant steps that states can take in order to address the issue and really prevent access to tobacco products, all tobacco products, and um, quickly address the uh, youth use of e-vapor. And can you share with us a little more about why Altria is uh, proposing 21, raising the age to 21? Why now? Why now is an important question. Um, It was um, last fall, fall of 2018, um, then-Commissioner Gottlieb, uh, Commissioner of the FDA, um, raised the red flag that um, youth rates of um, e-vapor had reached epidemic levels. And he was calling on the vapor industry to do more. And as we thought about what steps Altria could take to address the issue as quickly as possible, one of the areas we identified was increasing the minimum age of purchase from 18 to 21. Now, for us, this was a change in our position. Um, For years, we had defended um, the age of purchase at 18. There are a lot of things um, that society says, um, you know, at 18 you're able to do. And um, we agreed with that. Um, But when the commissioner of the FDA and soon after that, the Surgeon General raises what is a very important issue and calls on industry to do more, 
we said this is an important time to change our position and um, proactively support and encourage states um, to support 21. One of the reasons that's important is um, today when you think about how young people get access to all tobacco products, it's primarily through a social source. So what does that mean? Um, it means that I might have a friend who's of legal age who buys the product for me. I could have an older sibling um, that can buy the product for me. Or I, um, you know, go to a stranger outside of a store and ask them to make a purchase for me. But the bottom line is there has been a significant shift um, from how young people used to get the product which was going to the store, purchasing it themselves. Significant progress has been made there because our retailers have been very focused on this issue for nearly 20 years. And um, it now means that addressing the social access issue is really job number one. And today, um, as you think about high school students, there are about 80% of high school students that are going to turn 18 before they graduate from high school. So that means you've got legal age purchasers in high schools. And so increasing the minimum age of purchase from 18 to 21 also gets it out of high school. So we think it's a very important step that states should take. So I think that's an important point that we need to take a second um your retail partners have made significant progress on the, in dealing with the problem of uh, an underage child walking into a store and purchasing cigarettes. Uh, we've, we've made progress on that. We're doing well on that. But we still have this, this, this other problem where now the kids uh, are figuring out a different way to get access, and that's through a social source. So uh, I, I do think it's important that we, we – we stress uh, the fact that you and your retailing partners have worked really hard at this problem before we even get to this proposal. I, I think that's right. And, um, you know, one of the things that is uh, very clear when uh, youth cigarette smoking rates were at uh, their peak levels in 1996 and 97, um, when you start looking again at how young people were getting them, as I said earlier, it was um, at retail. And at that same time, the retailer noncompliance rates were about 40%. Today, um, as I said, social source is the primary um, way in which young people get it, but retail compliance is now um, pretty consistently um, at 90%. So you've got 90% of retailers that are consistently complying with um, uh, um, rules around um, sales to um, those who are legal to purchase. So if you step back and think about that, non-compliance rate in the 90s of 40% Compliance rate today, non-compliance rate, I'm sorry, 10%. So that's a significant progress um, that's been made. And I think we have to continue to um, support retail um, as states are moving from 18 to 21. 
educating them about the change to the legal age of purchase is important, making sure they're educating their clerks, making sure we're updating signage at retail so a customer knows that they now need to be 21 in order to purchase tobacco products are all things that we are now trying to do with retailers to make sure that we keep um, non-compliance rates at very low levels. So the, the bills here in Wisconsin have just been introduced and received their first hearing last week, but you mentioned that the move to the age of 21 to purchase all forms of tobacco, that it's already passed in some states. Can you talk to us a little bit about what uh, we're seeing uh, across the country in this area and more specifically what the, what the experience has been of those states who've already moved to 21? Yeah. So um, there today, there are 18 states plus Washington, D.C. that are at 21. So about 52% of Americans live in a state where the legal age of purchase is 21. Now, what I think is pretty exciting, 12 of those states passed this year. Um, so there has been a lot of energy. There's been a lot of focus on increasing the legal age from 18 to 21, and we are seeing states respond. Um, I would love to see Wisconsin added to the list of states um, that passed legal age of purchase in 2019, and we have a lot more work to do next year to get additional states moving to 21. There is also a federal um, uh, bipartisan bill that has um, uh, that Congress is looking at now, and we hope that the federal um, age of purchase soon goes from 18 to 21. So we've got our fingers crossed, hoping that we have movement at the federal level in addition to the states. Uh, Altria and other companies have for a long time been beaten up um in the uh, in the media for trying to sell a legal product, um, and in the past have been accused of, of targeting tr children. Clearly, what we've just discussed, you you guys have made a lot of progress in that area, and now you're taking the next logical step, which is to say, uh, no one under 21 can purchase this product. What's been the response from, I guess, some of your normal critics? Uh, to this new proposal, are they uh, have they joined with you in supporting raising the age to 21? Um, we have actually seen um, a lot of support for this um, in Wisconsin, um, in particular. 77 percent of Wisconsin voters are actually in support of raising the minimum age. As we look across um, voter sentiment across other states, you see similarly high numbers. Um, it's, I'm excited um, here um, in Wisconsin. We know that the proposal is supported by the public health community as well as school groups. Some of those include American Heart Association, the Association of Wisconsin School Administrators, the Wisconsin Medical Society and the Wisconsin Public Health Association. So I think um, as we begin to see public health organizations um, provide support for these bills, um, we'll see continued success. 
Um, I had the opportunity in Virginia um, earlier this year um, to testify in support of 21. Uh, Virginia was the first state in 2019 um, to move the legal age of purchase from 18 to 21. And what we have continued to support is what we're calling a clean 21 bill. And if, if you think about, you know, the laws that are in place today, it literally is looking at that um, uh, law, taking every place where it says 18, crossing it out, putting 21, and then, you know, really hoping that um, the legislatures move that forward. That is what we mean by a clean 21 bill. That's what we're supportive of. And um, I think that there are a lot of people that are interested in seeing that happen. And um, I, again, um, hope that Wisconsin becomes the 13th state um, this year to pass 21. Vaping has been proven to be an effective harm reduction opportunity for adults. Can you take a second and explain to our listeners what exactly that means? Um, let me take a step back. Um, you know, harm reduction um, is really an acknowledgement that um, cigarette smoking is um, one of the most dangerous forms of, and of using tobacco and recognizing that there are a variety of tobacco products that are available and on the market and um, seeing that adults smokers in particular, are looking for other products. So we know today um, that there are about 22 million smokers who are interested in alternative products. And FDA in 2017 introduced a comprehensive plan for tobacco and nicotine regulation. They acknowledged um, what is called the continuum of risk, and um, said that there is a role for non-combustible products to drive adult smokers to, um, from cigarettes to non-combustible products. But we know that if we do not address the youth vaping issue, it will frustrate that opportunity for those 22 million adult smokers who are looking for other product alternatives um, that are not cigarettes. I apologize for backing up here a little bit. You, you mentioned earlier, earlier that the FDA uh, uh, categorized youth rates of vaping reaching academic, epidemic levels. What, can you quantify yeah. that for us a little bit? Is that how many, how many young people are we talking about who are vaping these days? So when they, um, when they um, talked about this and they have also um, – recently uh, released the data from 2019. And what they have pointed to is the increase of 27.5% um, uh, of high school students that have used um, e-cigarettes in the past 30 days. And that's according to the National Youth Tobacco Survey. Um, so I believe when that um, converts to the number of um, underage um, youth, it's about 5 million. Um, but it's a concern. Um, you know, we, we are concerned that 
the number is as high as it is. Um, again, when we saw cigarette smoking reach peak levels in the 90s, it peaked at about um, 28%. Uh, and so we are um, eager to see um, those numbers come down as quickly as possible, which, again, is why um, increasing the legal age of purchase to 21 is one of the most important steps states can take to address the issue. As I mentioned before, there's been a lot of coverage lately about vaping, and um, we actually had here in Wisconsin, uh, I think, the largest illegal vaping operation in the country uh, was busted up. Um, after all of that coverage, some have called for a ban on vaping altogether, even though what we experienced was just a few individuals using it to, to smoke illegal and black market THC. Um, in, in your experience, your estimation, is, is that the right approach? Should we be banning vaping altogether? Um, we don't think that um, a ban is the right um, solution. I think we all have to acknowledge that we have to address the issue. And um, FDA, CDC are looking at um, this issue very carefully. We agree that urgent action is needed. And um, again, I don't want to keep beating the, you know, increase the legal age of purchase to 21 drum. Um, but again, when we talk specifically about um, young people um, using um, tobacco and vapor products, it is really important that we get it out of high schools. Um, try to get it out of the hands of kids, address the social source issue. And so increasing the age to 21 is a very important step that I think the states can take. And again, I hope um, Wisconsin becomes the 13th state. Unfortunately, Jennifer, we've run out of time. We'd like to thank you once again for joining us here on the MacGyver Newsmakers podcast and for taking the time to share with us your perspective on this very timely and important topic. As always, listeners, please share the MacGyver Newsmaker podcast with your family, friends, colleagues, and even your sworn enemies. Be sure to subscribe through your favorite podcast app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Google Play. You can also join the conversation. Find MacGyver on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or whatever the latest hip and trendy channel is, and give us your ideas for the show, comments, criticism, and whatever else is on your mind. We want to hear from you. Until next time, Wisconsin, this is the MacGyver Newsmakers Podcast signing off.